And welcome back to the last episode of the first season of Close Up. Um, we're feeling a bit emotional about it. So emotional. We're also feeling good about it. <laughs> uh, we're back at Ducey Street recording this, which is now back open because we're allowed out again. So if you're in Manchester, definitely come down because it's the best. Um, if you follow us on socials, you'll see that today's episode is going to be me and Amelia answering your questions instead of asking people questions. And just having a bit of a chat, really, and saying bye before we resume, mm. which, weirdly, we don't really know when it'll be, but... It just, won't be too long. We're going with the flow. So, should we jump into the questions? I think so, because we've got quite a lot to get through, haven't we? Mm. So, should we spin? Yeah. So, we've got loads and loads of questions, and just like normal, we're going to spin the wheel on it and see what see what comes up. <laughs> We've got a mix from you. We've got um, some kind of like advice ones and some just quick fire ones that follow basically the format of close-up, so you can tell who's been listening to it, <laughs> so thanks. We hope you've enjoyed it as well, by the way. We've had so much fun. We've spoken to people that we really love and admire um, and I feel like I've learned so much from them as well. I do, yeah. Like, all of the guests have just brought something really different mm. to each episode. So it's, you know, I've just learned so much about kind of all their different industries mm. and just, yeah, like all their different work practices. It's been so interesting. Yeah, it really has. It's been great. I'm looking forward to seeing who we get for season two. I'm going to hope for, like, season 14, <laughs> I really want Meghan Markle <laughs> and Michelle Obama. So those, it's going to happen, Kaya. <laughs> that's who we're heading towards. <laughs> Watch the space. Right, I'll just spin and get into it. Okay, let's go. Okay, so here we go. Okay, this is one that when I read it, when we got it, I didn't, I was thinking, how am I going to answer this? Because I feel like you just fall into it. But go someone's on. put, hey, loving the podcast. I was just wondering, because you both do things that you love in a creative industry, how do I break into one? Because I feel stuck in my nine-to-five office job. Ooh, uh, First of all, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, have you always been creative? Uh, I feel so, but I feel like, I th- when I think about when I was younger and I like loved drawing and art and stuff, but like, isn't that every <laughs> every child likes drawing and and stories? Do you remember a song that you wrote? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Amelia's got a. Sadly, we don't have it to hand, but Amelia found one of her old diaries and she <laughs> she wrote a really emotional song. It's so slaggy. <laughs> We need to, right, I promise you we're going to read it out in the second season. Well, a st- uh, what's it called? A verse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a hard one because, I mean, we both did creative degrees. Mm-hmm. So me listed a journalism and I did just plain old English. Um, but in my case, I don't feel like it necessarily primed me that much. Mm. Because, I mean... As much as I loved it at the time, I didn't come out of uni with, like, a job or anything or, like, I felt, like, adrift. I didn't know what what I was going to do. But I'd already started really on my final year, so that kind of has been my springboard. Mm. And I was shouting into the void for a couple of years. I got to work with some amazing writers who were volunteering and stuff, but um, in terms of people actually paying attention... It took a while to get there, and I worked a job. I worked, worked a normal job throughout all of this. I worked in retail... Um, and then last year, 
Um, first lockdown, I was on furlough, which mm-hmm. was the best thing ever because free money. <laughs> um, and I loved it. <laughs> it was great. It was um, the best. And obviously the pubs were short, so I didn't have anything to spend my money on. So I kept all of the money and then came back out of lockdown, obviously went back to work. And I was just like, this is the worst thing in the world. I hated it. I'd always Mm. hated it. Apart from, like, the first week when everyone is, like, you know, welcoming you and stuff. And then, yeah, after that, I hated it. Um, And because I'd managed to save a bit of money, I had a conversation with my dad where he was just being a great parent and being like, you know, life's too short. Don't waste time doing things that you don't enjoy. You've managed to save a bit of money. Maybe you should just quit. (laughs) And I was like, I can't. And he's like, you can. And then if it all goes wrong get another job um so I did and then I was struggling for a little bit wanting universal credit which was an absolute lifesaver and now I'm just kind of I'm kind of okay you're going for it yeah and it was I hate you I hate people say this because it sounds fake but 100% best thing I ever did yeah I feel like you're thriving I feel like I am too <laughs> got a really good feeling about this year yeah it started well yeah so I guess my answer to this would be um if you find something, because you've been quite vague saying creative industry, so obviously that could mean absolutely anything. But, um, I mean, journalism, especially right now, is, like, a really tough industry to be in. Um, Huffington Post announced yesterday, didn't they, mm. like, closing down their entire news Um <laughs> But I just freelance. So, yeah, if you find something that you love, just think about ways that you can make it happen. So I had to plan for a while about what I would want it to look like. And I do have other little things that make money for me. So... Just try and be as secure as you can. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, I read so many h- horrible tweets, like, about universal credit and stuff. Like, taking mm. the piss out of people on universal credit. But that, it's what it's there for. It's to, it's there to be used. My dad's always said that. It's like, these things exist so that if you need the help, get it. And, I mean, mm. our government aren't exactly giving, are they? So if there's something there that you can take, like, grab it with both hands. Of course. I think, like, it's hard to know without knowing exactly what creative industry... Uh, they're looking to get into Mm. but just to echo a bit what you said it's really hard to take that leap into the unknown and to actually just go for it the sole reason is money I think what I would do is just try and be quite brave about it and save up as much as you can enough for you to live off for a couple of months you know maybe like six months if you can Mm. um and just use that time just to let yourself mentally be quite free and to say, right, this is my time to do whatever I want and know that whatever happens, you will, you will be okay. Like, if it doesn't work out, you can get another job at the other end. Mm. And um, But more than likely, you'll figure out exactly what you want to do in the creative industry and you, could, you can just go for it. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Like, it, there are things there, the schemes and stuff, and you just mm. have to really look for them and just apply for absolutely everything in terms of, like, funding or support if you like, going down an arty route. Um, that's something that I'm starting to think about with regards to the magazine. Like, this year I'm hoping that I'm going to apply for some funds and stuff because we are independent and we are self-funded, but it's hard, so I'm going to start asking people, I think, yeah, for a bit of help. Yeah. Um, and that was the best thing I ever learned, really. Because um, growing up working class, I think you get a bit ashamed, maybe, of asking for financial mm. help because you you don't really want to and you want to just make it on your own. But it's too hard. Yeah, ask for help. Yeah, um, yeah. Should we spin the meal? I'm going to spin. Okay. Right. Oh my god. What does it say? 
What would Tony Blair sing at karaoke? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining him at karaoke, and it's just the worst place he could ever possibly be. I can imagine he's, like, quite stiff. Do you remember his... I don't know if you remember, but, like, I think part of his campaign into, like, getting in was, like, I'm cool, I play the guitar. Yeah, I remember this. I used to be in a band. Mm. Let's see Let's see the receipts, Tony. I wrote Tony Blair a letter when I was a child. Oh, my God. Yeah. What did it say? So, I went to a fair with my nin, who is... Everyone else would call her a grand, but I called her my nin. Um, and we bought... We won a goldfish, and then it died, because obviously it didn't get looked after very well. I actually have... I actually have the... Let's see. The letter on my phone. Oh, let's have a look. There's a lot to get... Like, just This is a whole journey, so just be prepared for this. I feel like this is, like, you emanating Meghan Markle, that realising... <laughs> <laughs> the last time I read this, I actually cried because I missed my uh, childhood so much. But... Okay, so it says, <laughs> Dear Prime Minister Anne Cherie, feminist from Day, just including her, uh, <laughs> I won a goldfish at the fair and I only... This is listed with spelling errors. Uh, I won a goldfish at the fair and I only had had her for four days and she died. Aww. I don't think the fair people <laughs> look after them and they make a lot of children very, very sad. So could you make sure that they look after their goldfish, please, before they let us children take them home and love them all? If you could do this, you make us children very happy instead of very sad. Us children. (laughs) Oliver. Oliver Twist. (laughs) With lots of love, Kaya Buller, five kisses. Okay, so I wrote that. That's so cute, Kaya. On my own accord. What did, it, what did they reply? They did, in fact, respond. Shut up, really? But then um, I got a little bit older and I noticed that Tony Blair's handwriting was like, exactly the same as my nin's handwriting. And I was like, that's weird. It's, so, it's such a strange coincidence. So she'd pretended to post it. Oh, my God. Or maybe she did. She's sadly passed away now, so I can't ask her. But she either did actually post it mm. or pretended to, um, but obviously forged the response but the response has been like oh my god i can't believe this happened on our watch i'm gonna make sure they're really well looked oh my after god. now she is like a real gran isn't she yeah, that's proper gran that's so nice so Bless in terms her. of songs that he would sing um, <sighs> what about wap <laughs> <laughs> yeah macaroni in a pot uh Gosh, my whole thing with this was like, I'm not going to pre-plan my answers, but I probably should have. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of any songs who have been a war criminal, but... And I was thinking, weirdly, no one's ever recorded one about that. Yeah, feel free to send in <laughs> <laughs> songs if you know of any. <laughs> okay, I was thinking about Everybody Hates Me, but all I can think of is Everybody Hurts. <laughs> well, that's two also very true. different songs with two very different ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean... Basically, because you can tell that I'm struggling with this, I just hope Tony Blair never walks into any karaoke bar that I'm in. Yeah. Because we'll have words. Yeah. Or unless he is doing... Wap. Yeah. If he's doing Cardi B, then... I wonder if he would ever do anything like that. Doesn't he wait? Doesn't Tony Blair love Oasis? Does he? I'm sure... I might be getting this wrong, but I'm sure he loves Oasis. Oh, my God. it It wouldn't surprise me. So I imagine... I mean, it says, what would Tony Blair sing? If my knowledge is correct, it'd be... <laughs> have you heard Wonderwall? <laughs> have you guys heard Wonderwall? <laughs> uh, I was going to say my joke about uh, Oasis, but I won't. Please do. Uh, <laughs> I just remembered what it is. Tell the group. No, 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 no,
I asked the karaoke guy if I could sing an Oasis song. He said, maybe. <laughs> Is that the joke? I feel like you got the joke right. I'm just going with it, Kaya. <laughs> oh, it's still funny. No, because the... Okay, so the punchline is definitely, I said maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... It is funny nonetheless. Isn't it just? Okay, I'm actually going hot with all the laughter, so I'm just going <laughs> to spin and hope it's something that calms me down somewhat. Okay, right. so we've got... Okay, this is a good one, but again, I should have pre-planned it. Who would play each of you in a movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> she loves playing people she shouldn't play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but really, though, who would play me? Um, I would love... Oh, who do I, like, really love? I would love more than anything Zoe Kravitz. I was about to say, because it's difficult, because there's a lot of actresses that I absolutely love, but obviously we have got to look the part. I mean, well, I don't know I'm saying that like I look like... <laughs> I mean, it looks like Zoe Kravitz. Um, um, right, okay. She's my twin. <laughs> I mean, Zendaya would probably be in with a chance. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. It would. But she's, she's getting all she, the roles at the moment, Yeah, she, she is. Also, Yara Shahidi. He's that? Um, okay, I'm just going to show you. Have you ever watched Blackish? Oh. She'd be good at playing you. Oh my gosh, I love her hair. I feel like I'm a bit to look at, but ethnically ambiguous, so I don't know who would go for there. Mm. Also, India Moore, love her. India Moore, that would be incredible. It really would. She's such a good actress as well. See, this is where, it, this is where we struggle, because there aren't as many... Like, my head is now full of actresses, and mm. re- realistically, the majority of them are white. Mm. I don't necessarily think they should play me. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Yara. I like Yara. Mm. Okay. I'll go with, with Zoe. Wow, imagine that. What's your braids? Uh, yeah, why not? Why what would not? be, like, the main, the main bit of the film about you so far? That's such a difficult question. Don't ask it back to me, because I don't know. The main bit? I love thinking about things like this. Hmm. Just makes you realise, like, nothing significant has <laughs> well, ever happened we've been to living me. in isolation for two years. Yeah. Wait, what? A year? Yeah. It feels like two. I feel like, actually, I'm not going to say what I mean because it's it's private, but we're about to head to a major part of your life. So, it'd be that. Hmm. She can play future me. Yeah. If it happens. It will. Um... Yeah, I've also done nothing with my life, so... <laughs> no, we can see you. We can see you in, like, the office, mm. you know, Thought Bubble coming up. Mm. Aurelia. Wow. Oh, my God. Think uh, think pieces and first-person essays. <laughs> no one would watch this film, Amelia. <laughs> no one would watch it. I would. Now I just can't stop thinking about actresses. I think I might potentially come back to this one. Yeah. Because I, I wish it should have been a better answer. Yeah. Um, okay. Spin away. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of political questions. Uh, sleep with Boris Johnson oh. and no one knows. <laughs> or everyone incorrectly thinks you've slept with him. That is the most impossible question of all time. Okay, I'm, I'm not finding it that difficult. What? I know, I'm sorry. He's disgusting and I hate him and I wish he wasn't part of my life. But 
I would just do it. it. You what? I'm sorry, I'd just do it. I cannot oh walk. My God, no, no, can Amelia, I wouldn't tell anyone, and never would he, because we'd sign an agreement. Yeah, but, but you'd have to have sex with him. Yes, but I cannot walk this earth with people thinking that about me. I was going to say I'd rather not, and everyone think I'd. So everyone, everyone that you meet in your life, for the rest of your life. Your future children, people that, do you know them, like, weird, like, nemesis, I don't know if you have a nemesis, but, like, little nemeses, mm. they would also believe mm, that, they, that you had shagged Boris Johnson. And you would be on a long list, as we know. But... It'd be in the news. The alternative is getting... <laughs> Which word are you going to go very with? Very close up, <laughs> hot and sweaty, mm. next to his clammy skin... <laughs> His hair sweating, like flopping around. A bit of sweat from his face drips into your mouth. I'm going to be sick. There are ways, I think, to not have to look at any of those things if you catch my well, I think you need more. I think we need more context to the question because is it like you get on with it or is it like you've got to enjoy it? No, I think this is just it happens and it's over. And it doesn't strike me as a man that lasts very long. So it'll be over quite quickly. He's quite persistent, I'd say. Like, he's been trying to be Prime Minister for a very long time, so I don't know about that. No. Plus, we're talking about us here. Mm. I don't you... think we're his type. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. The whole time I was thinking that I'd put a bag over his head, but he'd probably put one over mine. <laughs> <laughs> OK. So, you're going with you want everyone to think... That you've shagged Boris Johnson. Just, just to be clear, that's what you're going for. I no, I'm, I'm not saying I want that. <laughs> I'm saying I would rather anything but have sex with him. Oh no, and anything, anything. No, because anything. The alternative is worse. It's worse. It's worse. You do it, it's over, and then you go home and you boil your skin, and then you, you move on. No, I'm sticking to answer. Plus, you also know somewhere in your head that if you're ever really, truly skinned, you can sell that story. Do you know what? You've just changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I can buy that car park. You've just changed my mind. Well, there you go. All right, if I can sleep with him and then sell the story, (laughs) okay. Immediately. No, but then, okay, everyone then knows. (laughs) Exactly, that's what I mean. So it's a conundrum. There's no, there's no right answer. I'm just, I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm just doing it. It wouldn't even ruin any of your relationships either because, like, your partner couldn't be like, oh, I can't believe you've done this because there's no jealousy there. Mm, that's true. I don't know why. The first person I thought about as in terms of someone attractive was Orlando Bloom and I really don't even find that attractive. <laughs> I was about to be like, it's not Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle of attractiveness. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I, would, I would not and let everyone think it. I'm disappointed. If people like me, they like me. Do you know what I mean? My friends will still be my friends, I Would hope. they? Would they? Because they actually... There's no you being like, oh, it didn't happen, they're like, oh, right. Would you still be my friend? If I genuinely believed... Mm. That you, I don't think I'd... No, because I wouldn't be able to look you in the eye. Oh, my God, it's happening. <laughs> the friends are leaving. <laughs> no, obviously... Uh, well, this is the thing. So, like, everyone would know that you'd done it. Mm. This is a deep dive now, isn't it? Everyone would know that you'd done it. So, like, I'd introduce you to my friend. They'd be like, oh, here's my friend Amelia. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's the one that I said to Boris Johnson. Oh, and I'd be like, 
Yeah. Does that make me... That would that, bring you down a bit as well. It would bring me down, but more importantly... Everyone would be like, how can the editor of a radio have... Like, do a podcast with someone who sleeps with Boris Johnson. Excuse me. Yeah, and people would be like, how can an actual podcast mm-hmm. co-host and another editor really have done done the deed? They're, but maybe they'll be like, it makes no sense. So maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. This is the Monica Lewinsky moment, isn't mm. it? Okay. Well, I'm happy to know this about you. Well, I'm, t- to be honest, my I'm happy to know this about you. <laughs> <laughs> More so. <laughs> Because I think that says a lot. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, okay, I'm going to spin. This is a very serious question. Yeah, go on. Would you rather give up bread or potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I find this easy, so you can go first. You find this easy? It's the, literally the easiest question I've ever gone to answer. What the fuck are you saying, Chappelle? Um, I don't care about bread. It's neither here nor there for me. Um, oh my god! I could, so, sometimes I make. I'll think. So, for example, if you were to have a sandwich, I'd rather just have the. <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. The fillings are on a plate. <sighs> like sometimes people make like a bacon and egg sandwich, and I'm just like, I'll just have my bacon and egg on a plate, please. Why? So I think the best thing about sandwich is the filling, isn't it? And then you've got all this like doughy stuff in your mouth that you've got to chew. What's the point? Just cut out the middle, man. I like a pizza, but I could live without it if it meant I could eat potatoes. Potatoes are so versatile, the best things in the world. Hash browns, roast potatoes, chips, mm. crisps, mm. potato rosters, mm. fancy. croquettes. Did you say mash? Waffles, mash, new potatoes. Wedges. Wedges. Fries, like rosemary and salt on. <laughs> So that was uh, 11 in 10 seconds. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You get sourdough. Ugh, it's too tough. It hurts my gums. Pizza. Yeah, pizza's good, but just give me the pizza toppings on a plate. It's not even just that, it's like toast. I don't, again. Crumpets. Well. Do crumpets count? Well, I don't know. Do they count? I'd I'd say I'd say they are bread, yeah. The house on the bread aisle. Yeah. I do, I like a crumpet, double toasted, low pack. But, again, potatoes. No, I, you do drive a good argument. I think I, I think, yeah, I think it's I bread. agree. It's... The only truly enjoyable bread experience is a baguette and bite on the top of it. <laughs> That's it. I think you'd miss bread, though. I wouldn't. I can honestly, honestly you, say. Right, you would. I see it as a burden. You see bread as a burden? Wait. You, burger what buns. are you saying? Okay, wait, I've just thought about burger buns. There's, it's not just burger buns. It's the, everything that you you use for bread. Like, I know how much you love a baked camembert. What are you dipping into that? Oh, yeah, because I'm thinking about focaccia. When you are having a pizza, what... You, you, can't, you then can't. What are you having with thick, melted butter? <laughs> Crackers? Crackers? In camembert? It, that counts. That counts. They're not on the bread aisle. What are they on? The biscuit aisle? Yeah, like the dip aisle. All right, you can have... Yeah, but you're not going to wake up and be like, mmm, cracker. <laughs> Hung over. Ooh, I'll, I'll have a cracker. Toasted cracker. Also, dipping apple into camembert's good. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh. Right, no, I appreciate you trying to change my mind. I'm not, to be honest, I'm being something which I absolutely hate. Oh, no, which don't is, say it. Yeah, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it. I agree, I agree, potato, but I do want, I do think that you're neglecting and <laughs> underappreciating bread. 
I could never eat bread again, and I would be you, fine. You need to think about what you're saying. You need to think about what you're saying, Kaya, because that is a strong statement. Oh, I don't want to fall out of you, but I just, I could eat, I, uh, no. The only thing I would miss is, like, a sweaty Domino's. Wow. Yeah, really? We should have done this at the start, because I do think I know you're not better, <laughs> and I don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. Um, okay. Oh, no, is it your turn? Yes, oh, your turn. T- yeah, okay, 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 okay. Favourite piece of writing on a radio and why? Oh, this is hard to answer, so I'm just going to go with something that I've recently published because mm. obviously it's the freshest in my mind anyway. But I've worked with a writer a few times now called Nessa um, and she's really talented. Um, she wrote a piece a while back about how to find, like... Um, like how to find the tactile in the pandemic because everyone's lonely and like you can't have casual sex or like kiss anyone and it was mm. really good um, and she just wrote a piece about her relationship with alcohol um, where it began being in a family of people who suffer from alcoholism and because she's a writer so many famous writers write history are alcoholics mm. and you kind of put them on a pedestal and it's like quite arty to like have been in Paris in the 20s like drinking loads of wine or whatever and how she used that to sort of excuse her own behaviour because she thought it was going to make her more creative or make her her writing more raw or real um, but how it just basically took away her creativity for a bit um, and where it's led to now and it was so good to read a piece like this that didn't end in and I've sorted my life out and now I'm sober because that's not the way it goes for a lot of people um, she was just kind of like I think I'm always going to have a complicated relationship with alcohol but I'm going to take responsibility for it now mm. instead of saying oh my family are alcoholics so it was always going to happen or saying it's you know it's artistic or whatever um, I really like essays that um, a lot of places wouldn't agree with this, but I really like essays that sort of don't end properly. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, this is where I'm at now, and that's fine. Mm. And I thought it was really good. I love that piece. It was at the start where she's saying about the first time she was kind of given alcohol. Yeah. Was it from her auntie? I think uh, I think it's from her grandmother, but she mentioned like, the fingernails and stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of like... Wow, it is such a kind of ceremony, isn't it? Where yeah. you're like, oh, your first drink with the adults. Mm. And it's like, we do have such an interesting relationship with alcohol, don't we? I could actually picture that moment. Mm. I remember the first thing I ever drank was like the bottom of a can of cell, and I was like, this is actually disgusting. Yeah. But now I love it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Um, I absolutely love the new column that we've got. By Charlotte Moore. Yes. What queen. It's so good. And it's just, that's what I love about radio is that it just creates this space that's needed. You didn't even realise was needed, Mm. but obviously we need a column about being bisexual. Yeah, so um, existential biases. So I think it's going to be monthly pieces and it's just, the concept's dead simple. So it's just like about bisexuality by a bisexual person, which shouldn't be groundbreaking but a lot of the time bisexual people's experiences get shouted over by people who aren't bisexual um so we rarely get to tell our own stories i think um and she went straight in with a piece about fan fiction which gets laughed at because it's people i mean obviously it's about people being like these two people in a film who never got together who are usually gay in the writer's mind having a bit of, you know, having it off. Mm. Um, and people laugh at that, but she made a really good point in the piece, which was like, it's even though it's easy for a lot of people to laugh at, for LGBTQ people, 
we didn't exist, so we had to write our own mm-hmm. stories. That, yeah, it's it such just, an interesting yeah. viewpoint. And this, I think it's called AO3, the website that she was on when she was <clears> sort of like getting to know herself and her sexuality, writing these pieces and reading them. Um, it was the first place that she felt like she could be comfortably queer and met other queer people. And I just think these communities are so important. So, again, learning new things. Learning new things every day. Because it was something that I thought was a bit daft, to be honest. I mean, yeah, but I think that's why having these spaces to be able to talk and write and think are so important because, yeah, I would never have even... Mm. I've never even thought twice about it. No. Um... So yeah, yeah. Thanks to Aradia. Thanks to Kaya. Thanks to thanks to us all. Um, okay, <laughs> spin, spin, spin. <clears throat> what do you do for yourself when you're down? I probably just shop quite a lot. Mm, me too. The instant serotonin mm. of that parcel arriving, it's yeah unmatched. It is unmatched. Have you worn your cashmere vest yet from Cars? Uh, yes, I it's have. So nice. I have. Um, I shouldn't have bought that, but I did. That's beautiful. Yeah, I don't actually regret it, though, so it's fine. Um, But, yeah, I I think something I need to curb is online shopping. (laughs) To be fair, like, I don't do it as much as I've seen other people do, where it's, like, buy, return, buy, return. I usually do just get stuff. If I need it, I know that I need it and I'll get it, but I could do it a bit less. I... Arranged to go shopping with my mate yesterday because the shop's back open, obviously. Um, then we got sidetracked in the sun and had, like, three pints or whatever. Um, and then we were, like, drunk shopping. So Ooh, I, bought that's ev- dangerous. I just bought everything. Like, we were just flying down the aisles, down the rails, whatever. And I was like, should I get this? She's like, yeah, I get it. It's so you. And she's like, should I get this? And I was like... <laughs> What did you get? It's a fluffy crop top, but yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> got everything. I've got, ev- I got everything. But I'm, I'm fine. That's fine. it. It's like the whole thing of like, I've ordered it. Now I'm going to put it on for my friends and like mm. give, them, give them a little show. Mm. I'm like, oh, should I keep it? Should I not? Yeah. I bought, I even went into the realm of cute socks, which is something that I've never mm. explored before. So I got a pair with cherries on. Oh, cute. A pair with lemons on. Mm. And a pair with sushi on. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. that's like the out there one. The sushi socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when I feel... Da- what does it say? What do you do for yourself when you're down? Um, I mean, you know me, I love I love a set of nails. Mm. I, do you, I feel like, was reading one of yours or is that kind of your general yeah i don't i don't necessarily to be honest interestingly when i'm down i find it quite hard to read Mm. because um i think it takes concentration that my brain doesn't really it well it depends if i'm down like because someone's annoyed me then yeah but if i'm down because i'm not feeling depressed i find it too difficult Mm. but um yeah no i'm not afraid to say it little things that make you feel definitely yeah i think like for like non-problematic therapy yeah I um, I'm, I'm a big advocate of writing down my feelings. That's so good. And I just like to just put it all so it's like not in my brain anymore, and then I instantly feel better. That's so good. I don't I don't do that. Really? I should though. My mum's always done that, and I, I can see like the weight that gets lifted from her. It's almost like it doesn't belong to you anymore That's because so it's cool. like it's there now, and I can kind of look at it if I need to. I was about to say, like, do you go back and look at it, or do you just leave yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I do to remind myself, like, 
Or if I ever feel sad about the same thing again, then I'm like, sometimes I can like go back and refresh myself a bit. But you are a healthy person. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I w- no, I would. Uh, You've always got great advice. Oh, you, well. work, you something. You feel something. You work through it. Like you can't ask for much more than that. I suppose. Well, I don't know. We could all learn a lot. <laughs> the next season, you can just be talking through. Talking through, through problems. Yeah. <laughs> you can go for uh, Okay, I don't feel like I'm the expert, but... Um, I think, you know, I always... If I feel down and I come and speak to you, I always feel better. Oh, that's very nice. My stomach's rumbling, but... That, that was me being sincere. It got ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, okay. Um, gosh, I'm too excited to keep forgetting who's spam. It's my turn, isn't it? Right, let me spin Yeah, this. go for it. This is going to sound silly, but I feel like my boyfriend doesn't take me seriously for being into astrology. I can't even check my horoscope on my phone without him laughing. I don't know why, but I just feel connected to it. Do you follow astrology? Okay, first half of this is that you feel judged for something that you enjoy, mm. which is not sound. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Nothing. Oh, it's the worst thing when you enjoy something and people laugh at it. Yeah. Because you just instantly feel embarrassed. Obviously, I'm not saying anything new, but you instantly feel embarrassed. It's so condescending, isn't it? Yeah, and also, like, no, I don't necessarily... Ugh. My mum is, like, really into horoscopes. Um, and I've never learned, like, the science of them or anything. Mm. But do you know what? It's fun. Reading yeah. your horoscope yeah. is fun. I'm yeah. feeling like... Sometimes it's also nice to feel like you're not 100% in control. Yeah, I agree. I think I used to... I When I was younger, I used to believe in it quite a lot. Like when I was like, you know, teenager. Yeah, uh, I don't really now, but yeah, I think it's quite fun. Mm. You know, I'll, if if it's if it's in a newspaper, or whatever, I'll I'll see it. Mystic Meg. Yeah, there's not going to be any two people in the world that a hundred percent likes every single thing the other person likes. Mm. That's just impossible. Mm. But to laugh about it is is not good, really. And make it into a joke. Mm. I've had this before with with completely different things, and if you enjoy something. It's. I mean, do you know how good it is to like just enjoy something, like just for completely what it is. Mm-hmm. Like that co-star app <coughs> that everyone downloaded. Yeah. that was like weirdly mean to you. Do yeah, you yeah. I deleted it because. Um, well, did I? No, I got a new phone and I never re-downloaded it. But waking up with those little like little things and then everyone went through a phase of sharing them on their stories. Like, it's good. It's good to enjoy. Mm. And I think you know, really smart people believe in this stuff. So, yeah. But in so far as your boyfriend laughing, I'd maybe just try and have a conversation and just be like, well, I enjoy it, so stop laughing. Yeah, and just be like, it's okay if you think it's weird or funny or whatever, but don't make me feel bad about myself. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your boyfriend sucks in that area. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but when I read this, it really got on my nerves. I hate, he's meant supposed to love you, you're together. I'm sure from the tone of this question that you don't laugh at anything he enjoys. Mm. So just be like a Reggie horoscope and it says you're a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read your horoscope, you're getting dumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just tell him to fuck off because you like what you like. And so many other people are into it. I wish I could offer more, like, expertise on this, but... No, I'm not that into it myself, but I can appreciate it. Mm. Some of my friends live and die by this stuff. Yeah. And do you know what? It's nice sometimes to go to people and they're just like, you're such a Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I? <laughs> Thanks. What does that mean? Yeah. I did send my... Because uh, my cousin's, like, so into it. 
and she was begging me to find out my uh, the time I was born, and then I gave it to her, and it was like she'd seen an omen. Oh, it no. was oh, she was like, Amelia, <laughs> you have so much water. I just can't <laughs> believe it. You you were so manipulative, and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, that's just what like what your signs mean. It just means you know you can. You, you try and control people. And I was like, oh, my God. And she was like, but, like, you know, it's probably it's probably not true. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Slowly backing away from you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's fine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nah, you can do better, basically. Yeah. Uh, this is the year of just being happy because, I mean, we've been shown how uncertain everything is. So yeah. Just be happy and keep reading those horoscopes. Yeah. Okay. It's your turn, yeah. Oh, it? yeah, I'll spin. Um, okay, um, what's the best book you've read recently? Well, recently finished Mixed Other by Natalie Morris, which mm-hmm. was absolutely amazing. I can't wait to read that. Because as I mentioned in the podcast episode with, with Natalie, um, I hadn't ever read anything about being mixed um, in general, really, that spoke about what it's actually like, because we're quite often overlooked and sort of... Um, people have made up their own minds about being mixed um, and it felt like we couldn't really speak about it for ages but Natalie has opened the conversation. Um, so that was the best book I've read recently. Before that, I read... I was about to say The Vegetarian but you've just finished it, haven't you? Yeah, I was just going to say I'm making my way through your library. Mm. Um, I've just read The Vegetarian. Oh, by Han Kang, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and I'm currently reading I Love Dick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's so good. It's such a good book. Um, so, yeah, both about rough, like quite a lot of shagging in both of them. Yeah, about women. Yeah, like it, like intimate intimacy and being intimate. I think yeah, they're both very good. Mm. The Vegetarian's a weird book. It's but I love very. It. It's it's one of those books where maybe I'm not academic enough, but. When I read it, I was after I finished it, I was like, what the hell was that about? Mm. <laughs> it was one of them, I finished it and I was just so happy to have read it because I thought it was absolutely amazing, but it's kind of put it to one side and moved on to the next thing. Um, I didn't really look into the author or anything, which I usually do, which is a bit strange. And then the next thing I read about her was she'd just finished a new novel and buried it in a forest. Wow. Uh, and no one's allowed to dig it up for 100 years. Oh my God. So the next time somebody reads her book, obviously she'll be dead. Um, I'd love to have a mind like that. Me too, but then would you trust them? Because what if someone forgets? That's true. Like, that she work. That'd be really annoying. Mm. On my deathbed, I'd be like, can you, can you just please remember the novel? Avenge <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, so those are the last books we read. Um, um, obviously, the bookshop's back open now, which I'm so excited about. I'm going to go soon, and I'm going to buy... Um, Detransition Baby, which everyone's talking about at the moment, and Acts of Desperation by Megan Nolan, because they both look incredible. So they're my next... Oh, I read Luster as well, the one I told you about. Oh, yeah, um, I read that. Because we did the episode, didn't we, with Amy mm. Baxter, and she said that one of her team was like the only person that she knew of that had read it and didn't like it, because it's just been such a success. So I was going into it like, mm, hope it lives up to the hype. It really did, I loved it. Oh, I'm excited. It was great. It really was. Um, Okay, spinning. Do you have any tips for stopping comparing yourselves to others? I know it's a hard one, but I feel like I can't get to where I want to be. I'm too stunted by comparing myself to others who are already there. 
That's oh, harsh. God. Maybe spend less time on Twitter because everyone's just like, personal news, Claxon, personal news. Mm. Did this, dream commission this, mm. writing a book this, and um, it's kind of non-stop because you tend to follow people that are in the same fields as you. Um, so maybe less time on the apps where everyone is only showing the highlights. Mm. Um, so that's just like an endless stream of things to compare yourself to, I guess. But also, you at your best is still completely different to them at their best because you're two very different people. So just give yourself time. Yeah. I think um, sometimes I quite like to do this thing where if there's someone that I've been comparing myself to, um, sometimes I look at their Wikipedia page and see, like, where they were educated. If or, they've got famous parents. Or who, or who their parents were. Uh, and that does tend to make me feel better uh, because is sometimes from a place of privilege um but i don't know irrespective of that i used to compare myself a lot like a lot to other people and i just i think it's um if you feel a bit lost in your own life then it's very easy to look at other people's and think oh um you know they're doing it right this is what i should be doing i agree so i think it's good to work on yourself develop your own voice and figure out what you want and then I think once you know what you want things become a lot easier because you're just in it with yourself then so it's a bit different but uh, there's no real easy answer like there's always going to be times where you're like oh wow they've done this or they've done that but you also have to remember like everyone else has a different story Mm. and um People have a lot more head starts than others, so... Exactly, and, you know, you've got your whole life to be who you want to be. I think we put too much time constraints on who we want to be and when we want to get there by. Um, I've got a really weird relationship with Forbes 30 Under 30 list. Yeah. Because I want to be on it. (laughs) I want to be on it so bad. But then I'm also thinking, well, people don't just, like, lose... Like, lose their amazingness at 31 Mm. still very young i'm very stressed about that whole well this is what i mean my my mum didn't really find no she always knew she went to work with food but she didn't make the success that she's made of herself who she is now until she was in her 40s and Mm. that's completely fine she needed that time to try out loads of different things and find out exactly who she was not everyone knows who they are and is a bestseller by 23. Oh, 100%. Even though, like I keep saying... I think you'd have to be very lucky for Mm. that to happen. Mm. I think that's a really good thing to remember. Like, people are lucky. People have the right opportunity at the right time. And that's that. That's just the way the universe works. But, like, one of my friends, she was... Like, bless her, she's she's just having, like, quite a bad time and we were talking and she was like, but you've done this and this. And then I had to remind her, I hadn't even started... Like, I got my first job in television when I was 24, mm. and she's 23 now. And I had to just remind her, like, yeah. I hadn't even, hadn't even started by, mm. the time I, by, by the time I was your age to, like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry. I totally agree with that. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It is. We have to remind ourselves that, but, yeah. It's cliche, but it's very true. Yeah. Um, people always say, well, people don't always say, <laughs> people always ask me, uh, <laughs> where do you want to be in five years? Um 
And I used to sort of answer those questions and now I'm just like, I'm going to be wherever I am. Yeah. It's actually too hard to think about. Life is less about what you can do for yourself and, I'm sorry to say it, but about what others can give you. Yeah. Like, if someone comes and gives me an opportunity that propels me forward, like, I didn't really have that much to do with that. Mm. All I can do is, like, be myself, be open and honest about what I enjoy and what I want to do in my life and hope that the opportunities come. Mm. You just got to give it time. Mm. That's what I would say to that. Very wise. Okay, I'm going to spin the wheel. Yes. Um... Do you work normal jobs outside of a radio? So, obviously, like I just mentioned that I don't work in retail anymore, which I'm so glad about. But um, Aurelia is, in terms of the core team, which is Amelia, myself, Shahad and Monica, uh, we don't take any money, so we don't make any money from this. We just do it because we love it. Obviously, the dream is to one day like be salaried and stuff, but I'd be kidding myself if I said that wasn't quite a way off yet. So, apart from this, to make money, I do modelling because... I meet interesting people. It's completely different to this, so it's kind of like dipping and out, uh, and it pays well. So I'm lucky to be able to do that. It's a good balance. Yeah, I've been going through a bit of a weird thing in my mind. I wrote about it actually, like where I feel like can't necessarily be both because one scene is like academic and serious and respected, and the other scene is like vain, um, and kind of easier to judge and doesn't take that much of your brain I guess it's just like you get a job because you look a certain way but I'm working through it good I hope you do because you know it's very valid it's as valid as any other job mm. even when I was writing the piece I was like oh, people are going to just be so annoyed at me for writing it no but, but everyone loved it people did like it so yeah I think that was the last and we did the episode with Gina and Chloe as well when they were like you know don't be so silly yeah so. <laughs> So. Take those pictures and look good. So not being silly. But yeah, what what about you? Um, I work in television as well, which I kind of do... Like, going back to the first question, someone said, like, how do you break into the creative industry? I kind I, I do television. Um, I work it for a bit and then have a bit of a break mm. because it just gives me a bit of money yeah. in order to then do what I like, which is kind of like a different creative industry, such as this. Um so, yeah, that is my day job. I think it's important to always have a couple of things on the go just so you can just, like, back yourself because it's really difficult to be in a creative industry so you need, kind of, if possible, mm. something to rely on. I think so. I think um, a couple of my friends are artists and they really struggle. But I'm not saying this is, like, a thing generally for all artists, but my two friends in particular are struggling because they want to make money from being an artist... Mm but have felt like how do they do that as a as a career where, you know, they can end up, you know, living, buying a house, whatever, but also staying true to what their art is, um, which is really, really difficult. And I think similarly, like, I love to write, um, I love to do things like this, like podcasting, uh, but I've just now got a bit of a thing where I do... TV work, which where I can earn money, and then that just gives me a bit more freedom to do other stuff. And I think that is just to go back to that first question. That's quite a good balance to strike. For, well, it has been for me at the moment because it means you get the bit that kind of best of both worlds. Mm, I totally agree. Guess I'll spin the show. Go I? on, spin it. Okay, spin so. away. <laughs> when did you stop believing in things like Father Christmas or the Tooth Fairy? So they're two very mm. different moments. Uh, well, Father Christmas, I think I just was like, 
this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) after a bit uh but my nan did like do the let's put the carrots down and Mm. the mince pies Mm. and the brandy and then they were gone in the morning oh my god oh my god uh but i was like absolutely obsessed with fairies when i was younger (laughs) and um and to the point where like i'd made a little house for them and made like little clothes like like well basically it's like my doll's clothes I used to like leave them out for them Aww. and then like my mu- when my tooth fell out my mum wrote a little letter and then one day my gran <laughs> was like you know fairies don't exist don't you gran and my dad was like shh 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 and uh but yeah that was it then wow like, what and my whole world came crashing down Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, still talking about that in therapy. <laughs> wow, that's um that's a lot to take on board. Uh, yeah. I think my grandma's like quite superstitious. So oh. I think she was kinda like uh no, nothing like that we exists. Can't let this small child bloom fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is harmful. So um <laughs> <laughs> So that was that. that so was that. my dreams died. Wow. Um okay, so one year. My dad was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, what do you mean? Because I've written my it's letter to Santa. from you. So why do you want to know what I want Fuck for sake. Christmas? And he was just like, yeah, I'm by, I buy him. And I was just like, <gasps> how old are you? Young, way too young for this kind of trauma. It's the number one rule. You pretend you it pretend. exists. Yep. And it all made sense because... So I thought well, you meant to leave out, like, cookies... And milk, but you leaving out brandy and a mince pie. Yeah, but we never used to leave out mince pies, and I never understood well, why. Can and I just I older, roll back? Because roll back. You, we, me and Kai had a moment at Christmas because Kai had actually <laughs> never had a mince pie before nope. until uh, December twenty twenty, um, and it was a very posh one, wasn't it? Yeah, I I made sure that I sourced a very good one. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, it blew my mind. Yeah, you enjoyed it, didn't you? And then I had a cheap one days later, <laughs> um, and it was vile. But <laughs> basically, everyone, I'm not ashamed to admit this, because anyone could make a mistake like mine. I don't think so. But I thought they had mince in. As in meat. As in mince meat, until I was 25 years old. So I didn't understand why anyone Was I the one that broke one. that to you? You told me, I think. Mm. Wait... I'm sh- I think I did. Did I? Maybe I didn't. No, I don't think it was. I think because you experienced all of it at once, like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're insane. Um, it was quite a moment. But um, I think I think someone else told me the year before, but I was just so thrown that I couldn't face them yet. Mm. Because obviously having, like... Beef mince in is a pie. Is it obvious to you? Because the cold mince pies, it's not obvious With to icing me. sugar on it. Well, That's exactly. obviously disgusting. Well, I never understood that scene from Friends where Joey makes the trifle with like loads of meat in and they're all like, disgusted. Because I was like, well, wait, you all eat mince pies, so what's the difference? He was so confused. I was honestly racking my brains. But you know, like some things, you just take them as the truth and you don't. Yeah. Like my dad went grey at an early age and I asked him why and he said he lived in Australia and the sun had sucked all of the colour out of his hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, that makes sense. <laughs> and I've believed it for years and t- I told people about it too until someone was like, 
are you are you like are you all right like do you need some help oh my god um and then i told him about it again and he was like yeah no obviously not but i just i believed it and an ex-boyfriend of mine asked his dad why plato was a famous person and he was like because he invented the plate and he believed him people tell us stories are horrible they're quite it's quite a lot can i just say that my this is absolutely disgusting and i might not actually allow this to stay in but my dad told me when i was really really young that in a tin of tuna, you meant to drink the water. <gasps> no, where did you do it? <laughs> so I did it. <laughs> every time, <laughs> every time I had a bit of tuna, I'd be like, <laughs> and then like the first time, well not the first time, but like a very early time in mine and my boyfriend's relationship, I was round at their house. I was making like a tuna sandwich and I just <laughs> I just started drinking the water in the can and his mum was like <laughs> <laughs> David was like, What are you doing? I was like, What? But drinking the water and he was like, Why are you doing that? I don't understand and his mum like, bless Sandra. She didn't say anything horrible, but she was obviously a bit like, what the fuck? Uh, and then that's when I realised you shouldn't do that. So, did your dad drink the, the tuna juice? I don't I don't remember. Like, when I think about it, I, think, mm, I don't remember seeing him do that. I mean, you obviously enjoyed it, so good for you. Yeah, but I don't know it, if I going. did. In, like, now, um, the thought of it makes me throw up. It's probably just because you know it's wrong. Yeah, but yes, and now I know it's wrong. Mm. It's like, well, clearly that's awful. That's quite a lot to digest, pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah. I don't do it anymore, don't worry. My dad told me a lot of lies. Mm. And also, with regards to the tooth fairy, he woke me up once, putting money under my pillow. Oh. And I was just like, what are you doing? I was waiting for the tooth fairy. Just don't be Get out of my handed. room, she won't come if you're in here. Yeah. Because my, my tooth fairy is always very generous. So oh. I would get £20 notes. 20 Yeah. For a um, tooth? Which was a bit confusing, because... That wasn't necessarily the norm in my primary school class. But then it all made sense. My dad was so you were an absolute baller in the class. I would say yeah, I was balling. Mm. Got 20 pounds. 20 quid is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tying a bit of string round, slamming door. doors. Shut it. Oh, this is good. Sorry to anyone that's... Que- uh, what's the word? What's the word? Squeamish. Squeamish. I'm going to say queasy. Uh, do you know when get a bit loose and you meant yeah. to wait? Mm. I would twist them until they came oh, out. Oh, my God. I had no, like, basically no teeth at one point. Also, like, don't you think the concept of, like, your teeth actually falling out... It's is, disgusting. It's so fucking strange. If, I, was, I was about to say, if that ever happens to my kids, but... Well... <laughs> I one, hope so. One, they don't exist, and two, it probably will. <laughs> um, do it over there. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, actually know what I'm going to talk about. No, please, please do. Uh, I'd found a part of all my teeth <laughs> at my grandparents' house. Did they have, like, congealed blood on them and stuff? Yeah. Right. You could make, like, a little little bracelet. <laughs> a <little> necklace. <laughs> Some wind chimes. Put it in my hair. <laughs> yeah. No, it's to get you for Christmas. Oh, my good God. People pay a lot of money for that. But I digress. It's basically parents are big fat liars. Oh, yeah, I love the concept of parents lying to their kids. I always think I'll have loads of fun with it and then maybe... Maybe, maybe I, I don't want to, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it must be so 
fucking funny though having a mini version of you who's just gullible. Yeah. Like you can tell just anything. Listens to everything you say and you have no idea what you're doing. I mean, whoever first told me that mince pies have mince in probably didn't expect it would last 25 years. No. I think I just got away with it though because my parents don't eat mince pies. So yeah, so it probably didn't come up. It was up never the moment of this is so nice and currenty. And mm. I'd be like, what do you mean? And they'd be like, well, it's got currants in. And I'd be like, oh. That would be the natural progression, wouldn't it? Mm. But we never quite got there. Well, you did in the end. We lived and learned. That's what counts. Okay, spinning wheel. Do you have any really annoying pet peeves that shouldn't annoy you but just do? Oh, I'm going to say one. Um, But I actually did it earlier. Okay. Interesting. Devil's Advocate. Oh, Mm. Oh, you hate Devil's Advocates? Yeah, but that should annoy you. That's Mm. annoying. Yeah, I suppose, actually. Does that not count, then? Well, I read a tweet the other day, um, and she was like, this is my pet peeve, but I hate it when I tweet about a TV show and someone replies with a gif of it in the comments. Like, yeah, I mm. get it, I've already seen it. Mm. Well, I quite like it when people do that. It's, yeah, bit of community. Mm. Um, Why didn't she like it? It was just an annoying pet peeve that she shouldn't have, but she just did. <laughs> That's fair enough. So it's my... Do you know when people are like, when you're changing the volume... And people are like, uh, oh, it's got to be on a five or a zero. Oh, that pisses me off. No, it doesn't have to be on five and a zero. It's fine. It sounds perfect at 23 and I'm going to keep it there. It's absolutely fine to be on an odd number, you freak. That really annoys me. Get to therapy. Me. They're like, oh, just come on, put it up two more. Well, no, because then it's too loud. No, yeah, I, it's not I Goldilocks. purposefully leave it. I've got so many that, do you know your mm. mind just... I can't think, but I know there is loads. Um, sometimes people DM or really are like, how can I write for you? Mm. And it's like, well... Just go like on the website, yeah. Because it's a step by step guide. It's just it's there, it's there. So and you spent time writing that to tell people how to do it. Yeah. Mm. Or people are like, I've got this idea. Will you publish it? I'm like, I don't commission via DM. Mm. I wish it was that easy, but it's actually hard. So that's one yeah. of the things that shouldn't annoy you because people are like, I want to write for you, but it riles me up. Yeah, I can see that. I get that. This doesn't actually annoy me, but. It's quite sweet, actually, but whenever I get in a taxi and then the t- the driver's like, what do you do? And I say, I work in TV, and they're like, oh, my God, you need to do you need to do a TV programme about this. Oh, no. Like, this is what... And it's, like, something just... No one would ever watch it. And I'd so be like, you yeah, 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 we should... Maybe we should do that. And But no. Uh, but I don't actually mind that. It's quite cute. I always just lie because I don't like answering questions about my real life to people mm. that I barely know. But um, one of my lies once was that basically I was just copying uh, what someone else does that I know. But I was just like, oh, I'm an artist. And they're like, what kind of art do you do? And I just like got in a web of lies. <laughs> and then he started like, he decided that he, I could, he could keep me in the car for longer. And was like driving me around like places to paint if I wanted to. Like, what about here? Oh, my And I was just God. like, take me home. What situation was that? It was... So there's a certain man who comes and picks me up. Mm. I've told you about him. He wears a bandana. Has a mask. And he plays, like, loud drum and bass. I sent you a video once of the absolute car thumping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he started talking about his own foray into kind of art when he was younger, which was graffiti, and Mm -hmm. telling me about his graph name. Wow. And... I'm too polite for my own good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to shut people down, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's lovely, but it's one of... The, and he told me about when he... Do you remember that woman off X Factor, Fleur East? 
Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, he was telling me about when he once had her in the back of the car, like on a taxi journey, obviously. Uh, and <laughs> I was talking about how just like completely gorgeous she is, and how like normal and down to earth she was. Oh, she's got a fan. So when when his name pops up, it's a bit of a yeah. You get him a lot, don't you? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I hate when because uh, <laughs> I've just thought of one. I hate when. Someone laughs, mm. but then don't tell you what they're laughing at, and then it's kind of like, do you want me to ask or mm. do you? I don't get it. Like, mm. what? How, how do we move forward from here? Like, mm. we're both sat next to each other, or we're both together, and you're laughing at something on your phone. That's something. Do you want to show me or not? Oh, you're gonna make me ask. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't make me ask. Yeah, that's a really good one. Just tell really me one. if you're gonna laugh and leave it then mm. just, just tell me, because mm. I'm not going to ask you. Mm. Or, I mean, everyone hates this, but when you're like, someone says something, and you're like, what? And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's What so do you mean, it doesn't matter? My boyfriend does that all the time. It's so annoying. It does matter, because you said it, so come on. Speak up. Loud voices, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things. I yeah. think maybe I need um, a spa day. Yeah. Okay, no, it's definitely your turn now, isn't it? Yes, um, what's your favourite place to go in Manchester? Uh, I have forgotten everywhere in Manchester. It exists. Yeah, because it's been so long. I mean, already plugged it, but Ducey Street, mm. they've just opened the terrace, absolutely stunning. Um, great food, great drinks, great just staff, great which vibes. really makes the difference, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of going, you can't really go in. Anywhere, can you? Because you have to sit outside and everywhere's freezing. Mm. But Alvarium, always. Cheapest pints in town, £3.50. Mm. Well, cheapest pints in the Northern Quarter, £3.50 for a pint of lager. Um, where else do I like? It, if the sun's shining, all the usual places, Flock, Eastern yeah. Block. I like being so, like by the canal. Yeah, Deansgate, Castlefield, mm. nice little water moment. Everywhere. Everywhere's good. People always message me and they're like, um, Manchester, like, I really want to move there, should I do it? I'm just like, yes. Yes, instantly, now. You can afford to live yet? and enjoy yourself, what concept? Mm. Have it's you great. heard that, London? <laughs> Are you listening, London? Yeah. Easy. Just, you know, the places that you'll see everywhere, just avoid, or well, I avoid places like spinning fields. And mm. What's that place I thought was where you meant to go to when I first moved here, like, under the arches? In Deansgate. Deansgate Locks. Yeah, Deansgate Locks. <laughs> that is a sight yeah, to behold. Yeah, don't go there. Don't yeah. go there. Like, yeah, but um, everywhere's lovely. <clears throat> it's a lot lovelier, obviously, than anywhere else in the world when you're actually allowed to go in. Mm. But there's lo- there's great like independent cinemas, little theatres, independent comedy clubs, Frog and Bucket. It's great, I love it. I genuinely can't see myself living anywhere else. Yeah. Which is nice. Okay, spinning the wheel. What football team do you support... Um, I hate football. Okay, why? Is there a reason? I just hate... Okay, this is another one of my pet peeves. I hate that when it's on, the whole world stops. Mm. Like, no, we can't do this, the football's on. We have to watch football. I'm like, okay, right, I'll... <laughs> if, if we're going to the pub and the football's on, fine, okay, but like... I'm not going to let it disrupt my life. Mm. 
if my friends or my boyfriend wants to watch football and I want to do something else, mm. that's annoying. See, I hate football too, but I disagree with you. I would prefer someone who sits at home and just is watching the football instead of coming out to the pub with me and just look straight past me at the screen watching the football. Well, that, that's another thing. If I hate that, hate When it. I say if it's on at the football, I don't mean you're allowed to watch it. I mean if it's just on in the background but we're still talking. Yeah, I, I know just, what you mean. I just, I just, yeah, I just, I just hate how everything stops from mm. football. Like, when the World Cup's on, like, I get it, like, it's fun. <laughs> but there's, there's, you can't do anything else. And, like, sometimes, like, your boss will leave early from work mm. to watch a football. Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, but if I left early to be like, oh, Love Island tonight, no. Of course mm. not. People act like it's life or death. Mm. But, you know, the only good thing about football is the things people say when they're watching it. Yeah. Like, my dad goes... Even I could have got that in. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, really? <laughs> uh, or when people say... Uh, what do, what's another one? They go, good ball. Great ball. Yeah. I'm like, stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. Stop it's... saying it. Oh, they think they can walk it in. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Maybe I just don't get it. I yeah, don't I just don't really give a shit, to be honest. I just but... don't think... It's not real. Like, mm. if it ended... I don't know. People act like it's life and death. Mm. Being from Manchester as well, like, people get really confused because they're like well you're either you know like just pick a colour I know I'm like don't care to be honest but the World Cup was the best time of my life in recent memory because it was roasted Mm. the World Cup was on Mm. that was nice the world hadn't yet fallen apart yeah there was pubs there was just a it was the only time I've cared about England yeah yeah. as a concept in my whole life (laughs) Um, I thought it was coming home it wasn't. I could have told you that, though. I thought, I really believed for a minute there that Did it was going to come home. And then also, Love Island was at the same time. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Um, and it was just bl- complete blissful joy. Yeah. Um, and also, there was some... some I kept, ugh, Football, not so much. Sexy men, in short. Yes. I can... Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll deal with that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's because I... All the girls at school that were horrible to me all had footballer boyfriends. Something about them just seems immediately intimidating to me. Mm. Like men. What about the about the girlfriends? Oh no, that they, they no. Um, <coughs> the men that play men that play football. I'm just like, I don't know. I find it quite intimidating. Mm. I don't think I could ever. Mm. You I mean, date a footballer. We've I... spoken about Hector Bellerin before, but I mean, yeah. I could de- I could uh, I could I could give could... it a go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if if you're listening, hello, I'm here. Come over to DC Street Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of just seemed like the place you would uh, frequent, actually. Yeah. And then during the World Cup, I had a bit of a thing for John Stones. Oh yeah. I mean, I only know that name because you've shown me a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Raheem Sterling. That's okay. the only footballer I think right. I actually really know. Marcus Rashford's a cute as well. But I think it's more of like politically cute yeah 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 but yeah realistically it could never be on again and i would sleep just fine i do live for wagatha christie though oh my god mm. she's losing who colleen she's losing the case sure rebecca vardy's winning the case do you know what rebecca vardy like kudos to her she everyone just thought like nah mm. you're sly mm. and she's just swooped right in and just changed everyone's minds, didn't she? Well, she's not changed my mind, but she changed the judge's mind. 
I believe Colleen. I believe Colleen, yeah. Do you remember when Wayne Rooney tweeted, Whitney Houston's died, really can't believe this, I just want to run to you? <laughs> Do you remember that? Anyone? And also, uh, did he tweet another footballer like, do you want picking up in the morning, pal, or something? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, please get it he up. He went through a phase of tweeting things he wasn't meant to. He was trying to DM them. And didn't he talk about his hair, hair transplants quite a lot as well? Have <laughs> you seen that picture of him on holiday of clean, like, with a massive lollipop? <laughs> he, he tweeted, directly onto his own timeline, Hi, Rio, do you want picking up in the morning, pal? <laughs> so funny. Great stuff. Great, Great stuff. stuff. Yeah, Wayne replied. Rooney is um, is an entity. Yeah. The man's an entity. Yeah, yeah. He's a serial cheater, isn't he? And he's into grannies. <laughs> Are we yeah. going to get uh, sued for this? No, he is into grannies. I mean, if you shag a granny, you're into grannies. It's quite simple. Yeah. Do you remember Rebecca Lewis? Is that the one that said she was shagging... David Beckham. David Beckham. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I believe her. Mm. I really do. It seemed we went through a weird phase with news, didn't we, in the two thousands where it was like if a woman said anything it was just like you're a liar. Yeah, yeah. You want fame. Yeah. But it ruined her life actually. I watched a documentary about it. Really? She now lives in like a really remote foreign town, just like Did you can really because it ruined her life. Hiding from <laughs> Go Victoria <on>. X <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Do you remember, oh my god, just another thing. Do you remember when David Beckham's son tried to become a photographer? Yes, I love that. It's just like, go on, he put, try it. He actually got this printed into a book, obviously, because he's famous. Um, and there was a picture of an elephant he'd taken on holiday, and all the colours <laughs> like were wrong. out of focus. Yeah, and he was like, like, and he put in the caption, he was like, dark and out of focus, but I just love it anyway. <laughs> Oh, okay. fun. Baby. His mum and dad should have been like, come on, I know you can do it, like, you can try and do it, but mm. just don't. Just don't do it. Yeah. Bless him. Well, I mean, it's the last question, so just feel free to ask it. Okay, so we've got a question. It's quite a serious one. I'm in my 20s. I feel like I don't have enough friends. Women always seem to have big groups of other women, and I just don't. It. I try, but it doesn't seem to work. I've had the same best friend since I was at school, and that's about it. I just need someone to tell me I'm not weird. Well, you're not weird. You're not weird. Are uh, you really not weird? At all. No. Do you have a big group of friends? Like, girlfriends? No, like, I wouldn't say, like, it's, like, a big... I've got, like, my main Manchester group of friends, and then I've got, like, kind of, like, all the close friends just, like, dotted around. Mm. So I just think that's it's fine. Like, mm. also, like, you go through phases in life where... You have, you do have more friends than you have less friends, and also I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in the idea that when you see people on social media hanging out, that mm. they're like best friends, mm. like touch of everything. You honestly have no idea. No, like I've seen it before where I've been like, oh, they're friends, and then actually heard later like they're. F- friends but they're not really friends they actually hate each other do you know what I mean and it's like yeah it's just like I don't know you should Mm. take it all with a pinch of salt I think um I'm actually always a bit terrified of massive girl group like girl group of friends because I mean I went to an old girls school and there was a lot of them and they were not not nice obviously they were young but it's just kind of always put me off I've never had a massive group of girl mates mm. and that I'm fine. But one thing that I do, and I think everyone should, 
and it annoys me when people don't do this, is I've got friends who weren't friends before, mm. but they were my friends, and I just love bringing people together. I, I love that as well. Some people hate that. Some people don't like mixing their friends, and it's weird. I find it strange. Like, what really have you got weird. to hide? It's just... From what I've understand from friends I've had who've done this, it's because they're sort of like social chameleons, and they'll just be whoever mm. like certain groups want them to be. But me, like I just meet people, and sometimes I feel like a natural connection to them, and I love them, and they become my friend. And then what I want to do is induce them to my mates, mm. and then they will then do stuff on their own. Sometimes like that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but like ready-made, like pre-packaged group of like girl mates. Are yeah. Quite quite scary yeah. but you're not weird it's hard like being a woman in your 20s is hard and also people don't talk enough about making friends I don't think I do. I, I agree people talk a lot about like sliding into a DM to be like oh I fancy you let's go on a date but it's, it seems less acceptable for people to be able to be like we seem to have got loads in common like yeah. let's be friends because yeah. there's a chance that the people you're meeting in real life just aren't for you and that's, that's okay yeah. if you feel like you want more friends because you feel like you genuinely want them then maybe try and approach people that you feel like you have things in common with, like I said, but I wouldn't stress. You said you've got the best, the same best friend since you were at school. That's amazing. I think that's far more impressive than having a load of other mm. friends. Me too. I think like if you have one one close friend, like that says a lot about you and your ability to maintain relationships. Mm. You can have that friend, and then you, if you want to, yeah, like like you said, you can go out and make some more. A lot of what you'll see. Um, because you said women always seem to have big groups with other women. Um, a lot of what you'll see in terms of that is like people going out and getting pissed together, mm. which is fun and cool, but um, a friend is someone who you can talk to, mm. spend sober time together with, and actually, you know, enjoy the genuine company of. Mm. And sounds like you've got that already. Yeah. You don't need loads of mates. Yeah. I've never had loads of mates, and I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Same. Especially if you're like a bit of a low-maintenance friend, yeah. which I am. Yeah, I think I am as well. I don't feel the need, for example, to like talk to people every day or... Yeah, but I think I have that quality, but I think that annoys other people. It does. Yeah, it really does. Like, Why are you not talking to me? And it's like, oh my God, it's not not personal. I just like... I'm just my tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> but yeah, no, you, you're doing fine. <clears throat> I wouldn't worry too much. But um, from what... Because like I mentioned, like it's not necessarily acceptable, like socially acceptable to be like... You seem cool, like, let's be mates. I've done that a few times. Um, Quite a few of my good mates are people that I met online. Go for it. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? They'll ignore you. You'll be fine. I think people think, like, oh, if I try and approach someone to, like, be a friend, then you'll get laughed at. But Mm. I feel like that's not true. Mm. Especially nowadays. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if someone's not meant for you, then they're not meant for you. And... It's good that you're saving yourself the time. Mm. There's nothing worse than investing time into someone who thinks you're mate and then they yeah. they let you down. It hurts so much. Yeah, more than, more than a breakup, I think. Mm. So, yeah. Don't you worry, you're not weird. Not weird at all. Wonderful. <laughs> so that was the last question. Oh, gosh. I need to I lie down. I feel like I could, you know, be an agony aunt yeah. if needed. Yeah, yeah. I've really, really enjoyed the whole season. I know. I'm sad it's over. I know, me too. But like we said, we'll be back sometime soon. We're just going to give ourselves a bit of time to... Chill. To recuperate and start drafting our email to Megan, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if anyone has any comments about the podcast or anything that you'd like us to cover next time or any, any like dream guests that we can try and get, let us know. Yeah. 
thank you so much thank you speak to you all soon see you soon